but a lot of people don't realize is the cost of development is astronomical. For somebody to build um, an apartment building or multi-unit for a two-bedroom unit, you're almost 20,000 development fees. That's not permits, that's not architecturals or anything like that, but 19,500 per unit, almost 50,000 for a one-bedroom apartment. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Yeah, yeah, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. It is the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. My name is Paul Stevenson. I'm here with Greg Hi. Campbell. Hi. Here with David Warren. Hello. And uh, we love real estate and mortgages and Ottawa. That's what we talk about. It's uh, Halloween yesterday. <laughs> and, Slash today. Uh, it's going to be a spooktacular show. <clears throat> We're going to be talking about the uh the goblins that are creeping around the auto real estate market <laughs> uh, uh i know greg's got some more stats for us and um we're just kind of dealing with the hangover of the rate hike last week announced by the bank of canada we uh we kind of alluded to it last week that we weren't too sure exactly how much they were going to increase it uh we weren't sure if it was going to be uh 0.5, a full percent, uh, and they ended up increasing it by 50 basis points, so half a percent. And uh, I think most people were, I wouldn't say pleasantly surprised, but surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would we agree? Uh, I was thinking they might even go the full, I know, Dave, you were saying last week they were talking about going a full percent by the end of the year. I thought they might just rip the Band-Aid off, just go the full one and hope for the best, but... They went a half, so it'll be interesting to see now what happens in uh, December. Yeah, they finally, uh, the market had priced in a three-quarter percent increase, um, and they were surprised with a half percent. I think the um, overlay, overarching on that, that um, Tiff McCallum kind of spoke about was that, like the Bank of Canada, was that, the, that they are now finally admitting of the uh, headwinds, financial headwinds, that uh, by going too high, uh, that the ripple effect can be, uh, the risk, I guess, in the economy and global economy and slowdown is extremely high, which is kind of funny. Um, but all that to say was a half percent increase affecting, obviously, as we seem like a broken record every month that uh, affects all your variable rate mortgages, commercial mortgages. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. Lines of credit, student lines of credit, all that good, all that fun stuff. So it continues. There was a, an article you might have seen as well, Dave, uh, Bloomberg, that they put out this morning just saying that uh, more than half of Canadian mortgage holders are worried about their payments at renewal. I think you guys might have been talking about that when I snuck in here um, for the show. But interesting. I mean, yeah, I think half of that worry probably comes from the fact that they may not fully understand the impact of these increases. Just like, what? Rates are going up. Well, now I'm in trouble. But I think the renewal is really where we're going to... Um, where we're going to see a lot of people impacted. We, I think we kind of touched on that last week too, that you know, when you come up for renewal, if you're not renewing with the same lender, you do have to re-qualify. So you know, mm-hmm. the, you're qualifying at the new contract rate plus 2%. So you know, if rates are in the mid-fives, you're, you're having to qualify at 7.5% instead of you know, maybe 5 and a quarter or, or less in the past. So it will certainly impact a lot of people. And I think 
with the shakeup we've seen over the last couple of years with people being off work and so on that um, there will be some challenges for sure moving forward with requalifying. So it'll be interesting to see what lenders and uh, just how the market responds to that, I guess, as, as those issues come up. I think that's where it's when you're up for renewal, if, if that is uh, a concern, certainly look at um, re-amortizing means stretching out your amortization. Maybe you're at 20 years remaining, you know, refinancing and stretching it out to 25 or 30 years instead to kind of help bring that payment down um, in the meantime uh, until rates come back down. And then you can always reassess later as well that, you know, as rates come down, you can relock in, you know, shorten that amortization up if you wanted to, but uh, something to be aware of and, and kind of ask for or look into. What do you think happens if, you know, we've talked about this briefly before, you know, the banks don't want to foreclose on anyone. No. Right. Like that just doesn't make sense. So do, is there talks about that being a thing? Like people think that, that that's going to happen, start happening. And is there any, have you heard of anything in, in place to kind of help prevent that? Or are these programs that you think the, the lenders might be working on now? Yeah. So I know that, uh, I heard from, uh, someone that had been speaking with TD, uh, they have a TD mortgage, uh, that they are, that their trigger rate is like they hit their trigger point on their mm -hmm. variable rate mortgage, meaning the interest exceeded the principal. Um, TD will work with those borrowers. And if you either you make a lump sum payment, you increase your payments. In this case, there's room on the loan to value that they're actually just uh, adding onto the amortization instead of increasing the payments um, because he's got that extra. So they are like, they do have you know, components in place to, you know, obviously help out if need be. Uh, you know, and I think that's something where, Again, you know, we talked about it last week. If you're in a situation where you think you're going to be have issues with payments or anything like that, get ahead of it. Speak to mm -hmm. your financial institution, and whether that's on your mortgage or on a line of credit or whatever it may be, student loan. Like, get ahead of it. Have that conversation. There's going to be. They are gonna like. This is something that they are, con, you know, constantly talking about of what they could put in place to help borrowers because they don't. They don't want you know, defaults, they don't want to take over property. Um, the default rates in Canada are extremely, extremely low, regardless of historically what our interest rates have been, even upwards of 20%, uh, as interest rates, default rates have been like less than one in 2%. Um, so I don't, I don't see that changing at all, but I think there will be, I think it's going to impact likely more. And we were kind of talking about before, Greg, likely impact more of the commercial space. Mm -hmm. Um, as those, you know, prices come up or, or, or rates and, and payments come up. Big mortgages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. in the short term, uh, you know, the good thing I think in Canada is that terms are five years, uh, like it gives enough time for the market to kind of rebound from any mm -hmm. slight decreases. I think like I just had a client currently, they're getting ready to sell their property. Um, loan to value on their current mortgage is about 35%, so super low, but they need to get a, basically a second private to pay off a bunch of debt so that they could get their scores back up so that they could sell this home and actually downsize because they're in that financial kind of pinch right now. So I think where we are going to see, the reason why I'm saying is because their appraisal came in 100,000 less than what they 
were told by their real estate agent what they thought it would be worth. So I think we're going to see some cases where there is going to be that not only sticker shock on the rate, but people are going to be surprised maybe at what their value is on the renewal. It might come in less than what they thought. I know mm-hmm. we always say that, you know, values are consistently going up in Ottawa, but I think in the short term, in the next year or two, uh, people coming up for renewal may be surprised at what they're, it'll still be up from when they renewed last time, but I think they might be surprised at how much lower it is and what they anticipate it would be at that renewal. Maybe if they're doing equity takeouts or, uh, you know, they want to consolidate some debt because of the last couple of years, or maybe they've been off work or what have you. So I think between the disruptions of employment, the values coming down slightly, the rates be the, the rates being increased. Excuse me. Um, like I think we will see, Greg, to your question. Like I think we will see some challenges, I guess, for for those people mm-hmm. on renewal. But the, you know, the main point that you know Dave said, you know, getting ahead of it. I think that as people naturally we become inclined to uh, be paralyzed by what happens and what we hear in the news, as opposed to taking action. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of people are going to hear the news and they're going to sit there and they're going to panic in a way where they don't do anything. And mm-hmm. what we're basically telling you, if you're listening, is it just do something about it because you don't want to be those people that ignores what's going on around you. And you might be stuck in a situation that you don't want to be in when there's a way out of it. And, and all of this is to, to say really it's, you know, weathering the next 12 to 16 months mm-hmm. um, when rates start to come back down. And so it's just weathering like this short term. That's right. Um, and conversely for, for those that, you know, we, you know, we, we talked about, you know, right before we came on, like you've got a client that wants to compete on a property. Uh, yep. There's already another offering on it. So, yep. these, you know, there are still buyers buying, um, you know, if you are a buyer that, you know, the mortgage payments fit your budget, then, you know, now, is also a, it is, a, it sounds crazy, but it is a good time to buy because right, what prices have come down. Yes, interest rates are up, but you're typically paying around what you would have paid anyways. If your price, if that price was a hundred thousand more, 150,000 more than what you can get it for now, but your interest rates higher conversely to that 150 K higher price point with a lower interest rate. Like it's your payments are virtually the same, mm-hmm. um, but you're getting it that property, the discount. If you can, if those payments can fit your budget, you know, as we come out of this next 16 months, prices will come back up. Um, you know, there was a statistic from, uh, from since Canada say, statistics Canada saying that there was 14,100, I think it was 14,120 uh, people that moved to Ottawa during COVID uh, interprovincially. So we had, we were one of, we were the mm-hmm. second highest of, uh, you know, interprovincial migration um to the city so you know we've got that uptick you know again we've still got that populate our population growing demand is there and even to the point that last week um the province made some changes uh or proposed some changes to our zoning where for you builders out there or investors that uh they are changing the uh allowable number of units on mm-hmm. an r1 zoning so they're actually up zoning meaning that for an R1, which is a regular residential, you can only put a maximum of two units. So your your family home and maybe a and maybe a secondary unit. Uh, but what they are uh, 
making the changes to zoning is, is to allow for up to four units on that R1. Uh, now, what the reason for that is, as we've been talking about, and as it seems like there's a lot of properties on the market and there's no way that there's a supply issue, there is one and there will be one and continues to be. Um, but it's to, it's to spur, spur um, development in a lot of major cities like Ottawa. And they're actually looking at decreasing and eliminating development fees on rentals, on affordable housing, yeah. things like that. So uh, there are a number of programs that are still being released to target uh, and increase the supply that's out there because um, it's not just something that we keep saying, but uh, that that even you know the provincial government and federal government do know that we have a supply issue. So all that to say is that if you are thinking about buying and those payments can fit your budget, it still is over the next year, a good time to, to purchase, even if the pay, the rates are high, you know, focus on the payment and, uh, and look at short-term money for when rates start coming back down and, and you can take advantage of getting a property at a discount right now. Yeah. It's called the more homes built faster act. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Absolutely named. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just read the key points here. <laughs> Basically, you know, what Dave said, creating a new attainable housing program to drive the de development of housing. Sites across all regions of Ontario will be considered, including those in the north, central, east, and southwest regions, increasing the non-resident speculation tax from 20% to 25% to deter non-resident investors from speculating, et cetera, et cetera, freezing and reducing government charges to spur new home construction and reduced cost of housing, building more density near transit, unlocking innovative approaches to design and construction and removing red tape to get shovels in the ground faster, increasing consumer protection measures for home buyers and consulting on ways to help more renters become home homeowners. So, I mean, it sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. and, and really all this is, to, is really aimed at spurring um, small scale landlords for development for, mm -hmm. you know, what I've touched on it before, but, but a lot of people don't realize is the cost of development is astronomical for somebody to build um, an apartment building or multi-unit for a two-bedroom unit, you're almost 20,000 development fees. That's not permits. That's not architecturals or anything like that, but 19,500 per unit and almost 15,000 for a one-bedroom apartment for development, for development fees alone. Um, and Toronto, I believe it's 112,000 for a single detached development fees. Um, you know, all of this obviously gets added into your costs of buying because mm -hmm. now you're you know, that's not going to get eaten by whoever's building that home that's passed along to the buyer. So there's a lot of these additional fees that are hidden in, in the cost of, of home buying that we freeze them, eliminate them, that it just helps to drive down that, that cost of ownership because the cost of development becomes easier and, uh, and less costly upfront that is. So I, I, I'm excited to see what this rollout of these, uh, Mm -hmm. zoning changes look like and uh and if there's any like pushback on them as well well i think what's really great about this is as we say on the show especially me saying nothing happens nothing is happening this is something that actually happened mm -hmm. like the law is like it's now apparently in effect am i am i right mm -hmm. so like let's see where this am goes. i right am i right <laughs> am i right studio audience i'm right uh yeah no i'm interested too how smaller Sorry, I don't know if you said that was just major urban or not, but I feel like smaller communities are going to have, uh, are going to take issue with that. Like I know I had a client that was looking at a property just outside of CP Carlton Place for anyone in the uh, Ottawa area. And it was in uh, Lanark County. So kind of like Highway 15 to Smith Falls, kind of in that area. And 
big lot, almost a two acre lot. Uh, and we actually called the, um, I guess it would be the council or whoever the, the like city office uh, for severances and so on. And they were basically, basically just telling us for development and so on that you'd have to have at least a three acre property to sever it into two. And even if you had a hundred acre property, you could only sever that into a max of four lots in that because it was outside of uh, the city center. So I'm just wondering with something like that, whether taking away red tape, like I wonder if they will, like how, how, who would make that decision, I guess, or how would that trickle down to those smaller communities so that you can develop more in those areas? So, so I mean, those, those restraints are like what's in there, like what's set out for that, that city and their official plan, if you will. But there are, mm. you can take that to committee and like argue of like why you should be able to do something or, or a smaller lot, things like that. But if you're buying that to develop, like, you know, you might have people that know that area, they know what has been able to be done for, for either mm. rezoning or anything like that, or, or, you know, changing some of those, uh, you know, that official plan. Um, but on the surface level, like that's the max you could do. Um, it's really just being in the know and, and likely having done it or, or knowing others that have developed in that area, what is possible. Um, I don't know that it's not like this won't address that. This is really just addressing um, number of units zoning to R1 zoning and, and, the, and the development costs and all that. But one thing that's interesting, so, um, and this is a uh, friend and client uh, who, who's a small scale developer um, and we're working on some projects together and, and he sent me some notes on this uh, on just about the zoning and, and you stating that there was a, a national uh, housing um, study that showed regulations, including zoning, uh, account for up to 40% of a developer's cost to build, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. So having that reduced, um, and will, will certainly help to, to increase, uh, that supply that, you know, like I said, it seems, seems crazy that we're talking about a supply issue still, or that, you know, seeing, you know, Greg, I think you mentioned you have eight properties, uh, mm -hmm. Houses, properties for sale. Insane. It kind of seems seems like there's tons of supply on the market. Like there's no way we have a supply issue, but that's really just people staying in their parents' basement or living with their parents or staying in their rental um, instead. And so that's driving the rental prices instead and not moving people over to the housing. So it's, you know, it's really just shifting. We're going to wait and uh, see where those people are going. They're going to wait and see. Yeah. So. But yeah, it's crazy. I have eight properties for, listed for sale right now. And that's the most that I've had at one time in, I don't know, five, four or five years, maybe at one time. Usually mm -hmm. it's like, even when, I, when I'm busy with listings, it's like, you know, you might have four and they sell pretty quick. Right now I've got eight and it all kind of happened at the same time. Mm. Um, you know, happy to have them obviously, but uh, you know, there it's, it's pretty slow going. We've got one conditionally sold. It's conditional on the sale of another property. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got a couple out that have no showings. I've got one that's priced really well, tons of showings, but no offers. Mm. So it's all over the map. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, maintaining, maintaining it and having solid relationships with, uh, with my clients. Um, buyer wise, I've got a few people that I'm working with, but we're just, everyone's taking their time. You know, if they want to offer, they're going to want to offer low mm -hmm. um, and come in. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. I mean, some, some of these may just uh, come off the market, but uh, I'm hoping that we can keep them going through, uh, through to December and over the holidays need be because uh, 
you know, if anyone's out, if anyone's shopping, call me. Hmm. Got some, got some good, good stuff for sale. Um, and for all of those eight, sorry, sorry, Greg, um, for all those eight properties you have listed, um, are they, are any of them selling, are, are all of them selling because they have to, or are some oh. of them selling because they're just testing, um, the market? Like what's their, that's a very good question. Let me just, um, I'm just going to bring up all my stuff here. This, uh, MLS is just like a pig this morning here for me. Like a pig. I don't even know what that means. That's just like a commenter. <laughs> Running like a pig. A with pig? Well, pigs are Rolling actually around pretty, the mud. Pigs are actually pretty fast. I don't know. So, um, you know, and it's, and it's a good mix. I got a couple towns, like, you know, older homes, uh, you know, a brand new million dollar one, a town in Sandy Hill. You know, they all, there's one, the one that has a conditional sale, they're, they're relocating. Like they're already, they're leaving town, I think next week. Um, one is a currently actually two of them are rentals, um, would like to sell, not absolutely necessary, understand the market. Uh, there's another one. I, I have another one coming up this week that they, they need to sell it. Um, one, they've kind of decided that they're not going to get what they're expecting at all. Uh, believe that one's going to come off the market. They're just going to stay put for now. And um, another one testing the market, no worries whatsoever. Hmm. Uh, has money coming in, it's vacant, not, not concerned. Very, very uh, different scenario there. And then there's another one that I have with uh, my colleague Luca. They're leaving, they're leaving the country in December. So they have to sell, but they're also not too concerned about it. So most people, they want to like sell. 25% they don't have to. They're not, they don't really have to, yeah. it's not urgent. And, uh, I think that's great for the time right now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, of course, you know, there's another way of looking at it. When your home's on the market, like you, you want to sell, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? You, you don't want your home not to sell. If you, if you've listed it, you want it to sell. Patience is one thing, but patience wears out over mm -hmm. time. So it's just a matter of, you know, keeping the conversation going and, uh, and everything. We did a couple of price reductions. But uh, I mean, every agent I talk to, they're going through the same thing. So, I mean, you know, we're all in the same boat. No one really knows what's going to happen. Again, like we said, the buyers that I'm working with, they're, they're ready to buy. They're comfortable with the rates. Uh, they know where they're at financially and, and they can handle it. But their approval rate is much less than what it was a few months ago. So that's, mm. they're just working with different numbers. I mean, so that said, I want to get into a little bit of stats here, if that's okay with you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So I did one. Um, I did a couple things. I, I brought up Greeley because I don't think I've done Greeley yet. Uh, and then I've got some basic stuff in Orleans because I wanted to do the suburbs. That's still where the majority of the money is, is going right now. So in Greeley right now, there's 38 active homes. Uh, for those that don't know, Greeley is like usually larger detached homes. You know, I'd say like 900,000 plus um, 38 active, which is a lot. 1.46 is the average list price, 64 days on market. There's one conditionally sold, just under a million, 998, 107 days on market. There's two sold in the last seven days at 1.137, seven days on market. And in 2021, the same week, there was also only two sales, but that was at 1.62, 59 days on market. So there's a little bit of a discrepancy around the same time last year. Now, I went back and did it over the month over month, 
So October 22, uh, October 2022. So this this last month, there was 11 sold. Average price 1.125, 49 days on market. And 2021, same month, there was 17 sold, 1.148, 28 days on market. So prices were a little bit higher in Greeley last year for the same time. So that's Greeley. There you have it. Orleans, 28 rentals on the market right now. And half of them have done price drops in the last seven days. Mm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like it to be interesting for our, for our listeners and our viewers. <laughs> um, I specifically, I did, a, I did an overall, but I decided to break it into townhomes because, uh, I mean, that's still generally where a lot of the population is moving. 72 active townhomes Wow, for sale in Orleans. Well, active, active means for sale. Uh, 72 active listings. The average price is 624,000, 45 days on market. So we hit that 45 days on market average. Three conditionally sold last week. Three. 585,000 is the average conditionally sold price. 50 days on market for those average. 24 sold in the last month average price 583,000 36 days on market and in 2021 double that 53 townhomes sold at an average of 582,000 17 days on market so the price year over year is exactly the same hmm. and i think that is going to stay i predict that that's going to stay where it is i don't think it's going to go much lower than that if any but you're going to see the 72 active at an average of 624. So the next sales, so those are either going to drop in price or they're going to come off the market. That Some of those people, that means they listed in August. Like we're talking Correct. summertime, just waiting. Yep. <clears throat> I actually thought of you this morning, Greg, uh, which happens often in the morning. I was going to say, isn't that uh, always? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I heard a radio, I heard a radio commercial for a uh, auction platform they will remain nameless. Mm-hmm. And they were saying their new yep. advertising is uh, that 45 days is the average days on market. Insane. And oh, so, oh, yeah. So I'm sorry, Paul. Sorry. It's okay. I thought of you. I'm sure you probably already yeah. know this. Yeah. Um, they said 45 days on market is the average. Uh, be, be below average, I think, or something like that, or be above average. And basically, they're guaranteeing 45 it's, days. It's the new, you know, we'll sell your home or we'll buy it. It's the new, uh, we'll sell it in 45 days or less or you don't pay us commission. I, now, how many rate drops are in there? But I would price never drops? like making an offer like that in this market is crazy. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's opportunity to lose big time. But, but know, I think that's that's where in their contract it's definitely built in of you know X number price reduction, of price price reduction every week. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if it's forty five days, it's probably like ten days price drop, twenty days price right. drop. 30 days. It's like a seven hundred thousand dollar home. I can sell for three hundred thousand as well. (laughs) Conditions apply. Conditions apply. Yeah. Crazy marketing. Crazy marketing tactic. Yeah. Thought of you though. Yeah. Did I mention that? Not to me. No. But I read that in the news. Hot off the press. Your home sold in forty-five days, or it's we sell it for free. Crazy. Silly. Gimmicks. (laughs) Gimmicks, guys. Gimmicks. Exactly. Anyone that's offering gimmicks. 
Do it. Like, is that, is that, uh, oh, I want to give a shout out to somebody here first, uh, if you guys don't mind. Sure. Uh, da- Danny Matta, a longtime listener of the show. I think I may have mentioned him a couple weeks ago. I'm working with him right now. Um, he uh, is the area sales manager for uh, Sleep Country. And uh, we recently got some mattresses at Sleep Country uh, in Orleans. So he, <laughs> he's, at the, he's at the one in, uh, on 10th Line and his wife's at the one at Train Yards. But uh, yeah, Danny Matta. Oh, can you even see that there? Oh, it's backwards, right? Because it's you know, oh, that looked good. Like no, we're good. Anyways, he's uh he's great. If anyone wants to uh get into a mattress, I highly I highly recommend uh, working with Danny. He's a great guy, and he uh, he knows his stuff. Little plug. <laughs> All right, there we go. A little ad in there. A little uh, unpaid you know, ad. A little paid ad. <laughs> a little support. Support. Supporting my client. That's great. I'm boosting moods. Mood boosts. Got four today. Uh, let's see how they do. Number, I got a few Halloween themed ones as well, since we're tis the season. So number one, why did the computer show up at work late? Had a hard drive. Mm-hmm. Computer had a hard drive. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, why did the developer go broke? Lots of computer jokes here. Why did the developer go broke? Because he used up all of his cash. <laughs> Don't forget to clear your cash. Uh, number three. Why do birds... Sorry. What What do birds give out on Halloween? Tweets. <laughs> Tweets. Very topical. Elon Musk. Yeah. Official. Uh, and last but not least. What cheese do you serve at a Halloween party? Ghost cheese. Ghost cheese. Nice. Mm. Sure about that one. Yeah, that one. That one. That one. That one. That wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> you started off strong. First three you came were in solid. hot. <laughs> you came in hot and left cool. <laughs> I just had a very. I just had a very relative. Oh yeah. We need to tell everybody right now. We are going live next Monday. Correct. Oh 7 yeah. PM. Yes, we are. Next Sunday. Yeah. Next Sunday. Next Monday. 7 p.m. Toe Rep live on YouTube to answer all your questions. It's basically an AMA. Ask me anything. Ask us anything. Uh, hey, we hope to have a lot of a lot of you uh, listening. Listening. Uh, yeah, gentlemen, 7 p.m. Up- YouTube. Sorry, go go ahead, Paul. I have one other thing I'd like to promote after your comment. 7 p.m. YouTube. Make sure to subscribe. You'll get notified when we go live next week. And uh, as Greg said, we'll be doing a live Q&A. If you want to throw some questions on the comments of this episode, we can certainly address them as well in that show. We'll go through some past episodes, find some questions that weren't answered, and uh, we'll go from there. Sorry, Greg. Back no, to no, you. No, no. I, Back I, to I'm you, Gregory. Sorry, I've, uh, I've been hogging a little bit here at the end. Um, the agency, uh, we have a, well, n- not us, but the, uh, the founder, one of the founders of the agency, uh, Mar- Mauricio Umansky, uh, it, Buying Beverly Hills, the television show is coming out on Netflix this Friday. So if anyone's more curious about the agency, its origins and what it's about, you can watch the show. It'll be a little bit of drama, lots of real estate. It's Mauricio and his family and uh, some other colleagues. <laughs> Um, and we are also, I wanted to promote that we are doing, um, we're doing some donations, some fundraising 
And uh, you can drop off stuff to either our office in Orleans at 2288 10th line or the Hintonburg office at 85 Hinton. We're collecting, I'm personally collecting clothes for the Boys and Girls Club. And uh, we're doing food donations for the um, Orleans Cumberland uh, Food Bank out here. So I started that. I'm doing some door knocking, got some flyers going on. And we're doing, if anyone wants to donate, if you have anything, you can just reach out directly. Uh, my email is on, on the uh, page info below. Um, you can comment, call me, whatever. I'm here. We're doing that. And um, this was something that we're doing. Thanks, everyone. Awesome. That's awesome. Eddie. Sounds great. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week live, 7 p.m. YouTube. Thanks for listening. Ciao for now. See you then. Deuces. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that.